0: think it's always a joyful thing for me to, one, have this opportunity to be up here, and then two, to even get to the point whereby um, I see people not come first, but even the second service, where maybe by this point, the sun is starting to dim, you're thinking, ah, okay, I'll make next week, and I'll make 2 p.m. next week. But for you to be here, I'm very, very happy to be seeing your faces as well. So one more time, give yourselves a round of applause cool. So, uh, like Zach was saying, my name is Justin, and I'm one of the members here at Imprint Church. Um, you may have seen me around if you've not seen my face personally. Um, I'm also the Sunday director, so I'm usually running around, um, and I also help with the kids and the youth as well. So, it's a, it's a big privilege for me to be standing here. So, what we're doing now as we take off, we're in our Healthy Living series. Can someone say Healthy Living? Call. And if you were here last week, if you weren't, not a problem. Because what Pastor Wale did was begin us in this series by introducing us to the concept of the Sabbath. And not just the Sabbath as the Old Testament says, but how we can take something that, like me, maybe some of you may be thinking this is a very archaic, very Old Testament, but we're in grace now, what are we supposed to be doing? Take something like that and apply it into your lives. Um, I I will say, when Pastor Wally was saying it, this was the first time I'd actually taken into um, consideration. Do I apply a Sabbath in my life? Do I apply a period of rest? Maybe you're like me, and actually, let me not even say maybe. I know a lot of you are like me. You only rest when the body confines you into the bed. When your body says you need to rest, is when you rest. And by that point, it's not your decision anymore. I need to do this now or else. You can't function anymore. But that's not what the Sabbath is saying. The Sabbath is talking about an intentional time that actually God may have intended for us to recover and be able to function the way he desires for us to function. Amen? Amen. So, like I do, I'm not just a hearer of the word, you know. like to consider myself a Bible-believing man, so you don't just hear it, you do. Cool. So, I took the Sabbath into my week. And I wasn't very good at it. Unfortunately for me, I'm so conditioned by our external. I'm so conditioned by our generation because maybe you have friends whereby when you talk, it's about, listen, the grind. Get it while you're young now so you can retire earlier. Why are you sleeping? Whilst you're sleeping we're making money. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're like that. There's a, Um, I'm part of the generation that uh, likes social media, so TikTok has, I wasn't a fan before, but now, mm, it's growing on me. Um, But there's a a particular TikTok, um, and it relates to me because I'm Ghanaian, and my mom tends to send money also back home. Oh, I I heard some Ghanaians in here. So I just thought, the the spirit just caught me as I said I'm Ghanaian, but yes, we're all Ghanaian in the spirit, amen? But, I'm, I'm from Ghana, so what my mom does is to, to look after or to help maybe those who may be in need, we send money back home, just as we do. This particular TikTok talked about um, when your mom sends money back home and what your cousins do with it. And one of the lines were, using the money that my mom has sent, but telling the world, whilst you were sleeping, we were here making money. But that's the generation that we live in we glorify that aspect of ourselves sleep is for the weak in fact one thing that we glorify is being burnt out you work until you cannot do it anymore but if we were look to look at each individual case maybe actually what we're screaming is we didn't have to get to this point point. Um, and that's where I find myself so that's why the sabbath didn't actually work for me Um, And one of the reasons why I also believe it didn't work for me is because of this thing that I'm about to talk to now. What I was rather doing was looking at how this thing can fix a temporary thing in my life. As opposed to trying to look to see what was God's original intention for this. So that's what we're going to do. I believe that to live healthy lives as Christians is to pursue life the way God intends for us. So immediately where we start from is, God, what do you want for us? What does a healthy life look to you in my life? Or what is a healthy me? Turn to your neighbor and ask, what is a healthy me? So I'm going to give you two internal questions I want you to ask yourself. Ask yourself, are you healthy? I heard it again, first service I heard it. I asked an internal question and someone responded externally because that's how deep this thing is. I asked, ask yourself, are you really healthy? And I heard, of, mm. So the next thing is to, is to ask yourself, what can I do to be healthy? First service, what I was, sh- <laughs> First service, what I was sharing is, um, I thank God that we've made it through the pandemic. Well, are we through? I thank God that we're this side of the pandemic, let me say. And I really hope to God that every single person around you and you yourself made it through and you're healthy. Um, but one thing that came from this pandemic is such a he- unhealthy habit of mine. And I can say it, confessing it here, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I was cooking. Warming rice and stew, and I was there. Whilst men slept, I was eating. <laughs> and as a result, Every single day we were such a we were in such a cycle that we didn't actually see maybe the effect of what was going on. Because on the outside, I mean, I gained a little bit, but on the outside I looked okay. What we tend to do, we like to join as a men's fellowship and we like to play football. And football is one of my last last ways I could show people that if not for the knee injury I could have made it. Now, when we gathered after the pandemic and we were allowed to play football, we all gathered and we said, hey, boys, we're gonna have a game. And we met up in Shoreditch. On the outside, everyone looked okay. But five minutes into the game, the tempo wasn't ticking right. And one of our very, very good men of God in this house, I saw him clutching the fence. I said, bro, are you okay? And his words to me was, bro, I think there's blood in my lungs and that's what many of us uh, would determine so on the outside maybe we would have thought we're healthy enough to play but on the inside that was the true determinant of whether we were fit to do what we were doing or not so that's my job today my job today is to cause you to look at healthy living from another angle we're looking on the inside and that's why I've entitled this this particular sermon from the inside out amen Turn to someone you didn't turn to before and say from the inside out. Good. Amazing. But let's get into the word. So if we can, um, can we turn to... Hmm. I did this first service That's what I always have my Bible on tap. So we are turning our Bibles to First Samuel chapter 9 verses 1 and 2. The first thing I want us to do is to look at an example of what we would consider good and other aspects healthy or the best for us. And then we contrast that against what actually God looks at when he's looking at a good, a fitting, a healthy thing of us. So we're in first Samuel chapter nine verses one and two. When you are there, please say I am there. Fantastic. Most of us are there. So I read from verse one. There was a wealthy, influential man from Kish, from the tribe of Benjamin. He was the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, the son of Bichorath, the son of Aphael, of the tribe of Benjamin. And listen to this description. His son Saul was the most handsome man in Israel. Mm. And he was head and shoulders taller than everyone else. Someone say, head and shoulders taller than everyone else. Guys, say this is someone's ideal man. He was the most handsome man in all of what? Israel, six feet above head and shoulders above everyone else but this is who Israel thought was the fitting king you see what we've done as people is we tend to look at the external and that's what we tend to use as a determinant factor of whether this is good so maybe that's what we have done in order to answer are you healthy maybe you looked on the outside and maybe you said I wasn't there yet but let's contrast this against what God does when he looks at us So we're now turning to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 to 7. 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 to 7. And as usual, when you're there, please tell me I am there. Ooh, are we there? Amazing. So I read 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 to 7. So just as a background, the previous man that we described was Saul and he was the one God had said, well, Israel had selected because of how he looked and who he was to be the king of Israel. But we've come to a point whereby God has decided, I want to appoint my own king. So he sends a man named Samuel, who was a prophet at the time, to go and anoint a king for God and this is what samuel does that many of us do we look on the external when we say okay this is what we're going to decide by the world has given us a structure by which we say this is what a healthy person is so we go by that samuel goes into the house of jesse and it says when they arrived samuel took one look at eliab and thought surely this is the lord's anointed one look And maybe that's where we find ourselves. We've taken one look at ourselves, and we've either said, I'm not a healthy person. Or we've said, I am healthy. By just looking at the external, whether it be things around us or us ourselves. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not judge by his appearance or by his height, for I have rejected him. And here's why. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you do. For man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. So in other words, man looks on the outside, but God looks inside of you in order to judge. So i ask you once again, are you truly healthy? And if you can answer that question, I want you to look at it from the lens of God and start from the inside and then bring it outwards. So until we can truly say inside of ourselves we are healthy, we will forever be chasing that feeling of a restful Sabbath we'll forever be chasing that feeling of um, the control that we desire. Because maybe as Christians, I don't think we've mastered the art of understanding that when Jesus came to die, he brought out an inner man that is now alive. So that inner man needs as much as the external, if not more. I said this right at the end of our sermon, but let me say it again, maybe some of us came in here hungry. And I'm not saying you've eaten. I'm saying the last time you were fed was last week's Sunday when you understood the concept of a Sabbath. So you have gone seven days without feeding your inner man. Imagine someone, oh, someone said six, sorry. Um, my mouth says not, mouth said. Um, but imagine someone who you eat today and from Monday to Saturday you don't eat again. And this is the time where you're about to eat. I say it's a house. My guy, you are famished. You need some milk. But here's where we need to find ourselves. It's asking ourselves the question, what does God see when he sees me? What does God consider to be a healthy me? And I think from there, we can start to approach understanding what it means to be a healthy believer and what it means to live a healthy life, amen? So asking ourselves truly, what does God consider to be a healthy me? So we'll turn to another Bible verse. We're going into John chapter 15 and verses eight. John chapter 15 verses eight. And I will read this one. If you're there, please follow along. But John 15, 8 says this, and this is what I believe to, to be a true key when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle inside of Christ. Now understand that when you go out into the world, the concept of being healthy is completely different. It's everything on the outside, on the outside, on the outside. But if we truly want to see what God thinks about us, then we're now looking on the inside. And this is what I believe is a true marker of whether we're living a healthy lifestyle in Christ. John 15 verses 8 says this, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And this brings great glory to my Father. Other versions say this brings great joy to my Father when we start to produce fruit. So that's the reference point I came to give us today. If we're going to look at how we can be healthy, let's start envisioning or let's start asking ourselves whether we are birthing fruit inside of our lives. When we talk about health in the grand scheme of the world and we introduce the concept of fruit, I'm sure if I went around now and asked, what's your favorite fruit? Maybe the sentence will be, well, I like mango. I like pineapple. Not a big fan of apples. Maybe someone will say, Some exotic one, like, yeah, it's lychee for me. Something like that. (laughs) But you see, inside of the world, it's enough to be considered healthy when you like fruit. But inside this side of the kingdom, you're only healthy when you're bearing fruit. Because that's truly the mark of there is a God at work inside of your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need to bear fruit. We need to bear fruit. It says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. So i ask you once again, consider within yourself, am I bearing fruit? And if not, can I really say I am healthy? I say all of this to say, inside of the body of Christ, maybe we've missed a little something. A little trick, because when we find ourselves in an unhealthy state, one thing we ask ourselves is, uh, where, where am I hidden? I'm just trying to control everything, trying to make sure that I can, I, can, I can develop in this particular arena. But I don't know how many of us, when we're faced inside or when we're inside of that season, actually look within ourselves to say, what's the state of the fruits inside of my life? What's the state of the fruit that God has given me inside of my life? Maybe when we start using that as a marker, we can start asking the right questions. And from the inside out, we begin to live a healthier life. The enemy is a very, very cunning person. Because I came here to tell you today, the job is not the issue. Your friendship group might not be the issue. Did you know your relationship is probably not the problem? I know your mom is annoying, but she might not be the issue. If we truly looked at what was on the inside as being precious, you would understand the enemy doesn't need your money, your finances. But actually what's inside of you is what he wants. Because money goes and it comes. So if you think the attack is on your finances, think again. But actually what he wants is the peace that's inside of you. The fruit that God gave you to bear. That love. Remember when you came out of that particular situation, your love began to dwindle. Now people just irritate you. You're on the central line, just angry. Did you know that's what the enemy came for? And not the fact that you couldn't find a job in 18 months. Because now you've got the job now and you can't find the love that you used to have. Let's change it. Let's see what's on the inside as being something that's worth it. And it's from that point that maybe we can start to consider, are we truly living a healthy lifestyle? Amen? Amen, amen. So in this world we must see that we bear fruit and not just some fruit, but much fruit. I say one of the reasons why God wants us bearing fruit and that being a marker of us being such healthy believers is because the world at large is watching. And it's possible for your healthy life to be what displays Jesus. How healthy you are is why people would want to buy into what you're given. And it's not just the healthiness because this person looks good. It's what's coming from the inside that will manifest outwardly. And that's a true marker of whether you're living a healthy life. Because not only will you draw the world in, but they're looking at that fruit so they can what, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many times will we see people speak to them? I mean, one thing that I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm convicted, am I convicting myself? But this concept of someone says something and all I say is praying, bro. In fact, I don't even say praying anymore. I just do prayer hands and love heart. <laughs> but someone said something in cruise that stuck with me and they said, don't say praying, but say prayed because you only say prayed after you prayed. Wow. Don't say praying, but, but that's part of what comes out of you. That's what shows that the inside is functioning. And if the inside is functioning, from there we can start to see what a healthy life looks like inside of Christ. Amen? So one thing we need to understand is you living healthy is not just for you, but for those who will experience you and thereby experience God. Now I'll say God is good because he's provided for that. He's ensured that your goodness inside is not based upon you. And I thank God for that. Because if it was based upon me, boy, we will be in the cycle time and time again. So my job here today is to tell you, if we truly want to live a healthy lifestyle and implement all of the things that we want to put in place, and it can be something like, I want to go to the gym. Let me tell you something. If self-control is not inside of you, it does not matter the keto you go on. Someone mm, conviction is flying across the room. <laughs> if self-control is not inside of you, you will be like me. Pure gym will take your money because there is no discipline to wake up in the morning and go to the gym. What's that? We'll do that tomorrow, and we'll keep saying tomorrow until <laughs> next week comes back around. <laughs> I said to them in the first service, I'm in a, a, a accountability sort of a group chat. It's called Belly Must Go. Um, Because the pandemic really did did its job on us. So right now we're we're asking for the belly to what? Go. But of the last three weeks, I have not updated them on my progress. Why? Because there is no progress that is being made. And that's a reflection. So no wonder the Sabbath did not work for me last week. Because on the inside, I have not looked to see if I have what it takes to demonstrate it on the outside. And that's maybe where we find ourselves. It's not just about motivation, but it's got to be something on the inside that manifests outwardly. And from there, we begin this pursuit of living a healthy lifestyle. And I thank God that he's so good that he didn't leave us alone to do it. But what he did is he says, I will bring myself and I'll begin to bear that fruit inside of you. The only thing I ask is that you understand that I am the reason for the fruit. He is the reason for what is going on inside of us. So we cannot do it without him. We can only do it with him, amen? Amen. So this is the reference point that I have for us. If we want to keep our focus on pursuing a healthy lifestyle, if we want to take um, stand a chance of feeling rested, stand a chance of feeling empowered, Stand a chance of these practical steps having an effect. Let's look first on the inside. And these are what I'm referring to right now. The reference point I'm giving to you are the inner fruits. Turn to your neighbor and say inner fruits. Inner fruits. So we open our Bible to Galatians chapter 5 verses 22. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22. As we open there, there's something that I want us to understand from this concept of looking inwardly. This healthy living series isn't about how to live your happiest life. That's one of the fallacies that I believe we have to break inside of the body of Christ. We look for the easiest way to ensure that we're staying happy. And if today you feel your healthy as you, it's just when you're happy. Maybe that's where we're getting it wrong. Because you need to be healthy when the season is good. You need to be healthy when the season is not so good. Healthy when the season is just, I feel like I'm floating in life. Because that's where I feel like we're getting it wrong. It's we're looking at the situation on the outside to determine whether we can really and truly live a healthy life. And if that's the case, then we're going to get it wrong most times. Or maybe you're saying you will not get it wrong, but actually what you will keep doing is having a temporary fulfillment. We live healthy for a period, then we burn out. the next. Live healthy for a period that we burn out for the next. But what I believe God doesn't want us to have in the middle of the burnout is the the condemnation that we place on ourselves. Because externally, if that's what you want to look at, you will just look at external things in order to bring the external things to come to pass. But if you look internally, you will look for the God that's inside of you to bring the internal things to what come to pass. Amen. So if we're there at Galatians 5, 22, please say fruits. Fruits, I like it. So your first service, we were just fruits, 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 fruits. But here we're on point. Galatians. Oh, I've done it again. So as you turn to Galatians 5, I didn't turn to Galatians 5. So Galatians 5, verses 22. And it reads, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit inside of our lives. Someone say, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit inside of our lives. And this fruit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It says, against this there is no such law. So I say inwardly again, if this is the kind of fruit the Holy Spirit produces, let me hammer on this point again. Change your perspective. Because other than that, you will not see the enemy that's trying to steal this. It's not a battle against the external, but maybe there's a level of kindness that you have and that's what the enemy is after. That's what the situation that you're going through is after. Because how many of you know that you can go lacking today, and when it comes, you understand that, okay, I'm not as uh, um, filled with empathy as I used to be. That's what the enemy came after the kindness. Why? Because we have not looked inwardly enough to put value on the things that the Holy Spirit is birthing inside of us. Did you know that what the enemy is actually coming after when you're in a season where you're saying, God, I want it, I want it, I want it, and you're you're, you're forgoing everything that you said you would forgo is actually your patience. If that patience can go, you won't be happy in this season, the next one, or the one HD, let it be a scholarship or a funded one, whatever. Long story short, that came. And people of God, I'm suffering. (laughs) Suffering, because why should something I wanted for so long make me unhealthy? So I'm asking you that question. Why should something you've wanted for so long make you unhealthy. But actually it's possible that my viewpoint changes, not because uh, um, the PhD is no longer there, or they give me some level of, if you're watching, please, six month break, I beg you, just release me. But not (laughs) not because they gave you a six month break, but actually my perspective I've stopped from maybe looking at the time that I have left or looking on the outside to say, I wish, I wish I did this better. And I'm looking internally now and I'm saying, if I can get the inside of me right, the patience, the self-control, the peace, if I can get that peace right, then actually regardless of what happens in a PhD, I'm good. And actually I see that blessing for what it is. I see that that was a move of God. Because for so long, maybe you're like me, you've treated that which was a move of God as though you didn't pray about it and God is not a prayer answering God. Actually, maybe that's it. Maybe if you looked at the situation that you prayed for when you got it as an answer to prayer, you would understand that God really is a prayer working God. But a person who sees a prayer working God is actually a healthy Christian. Uh, I, I read the story inside of the Bible and it, it It excites me every time, and that's why when this man decides to write Galatians five twenty two, I believe him, and that man is Paul. Bible records that Paul and and his friend Silas were thrown into prison for for just preaching the gospel, and for two men that were thrown into prison, they did not look at God and say, "Oh God, why?" They did not look at God and say, "See, I knew you weren't good." But what they did was they went on their knees and they lifted up what praise and worship. And it's funny because the Bible says they praised God and they prayed till the Holy Spirit came down. The praise aspect is what gets me because they were joyful in the situation that we, they were in. So then when that person comes now and he says, for the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in my life, one of them is joy. I believe him because he's writing from a healthy perspective. If you were to say to someone, God produces this kind of fruit in my life, love, would they believe you? Because only talking from an internal perspective will it be true, because like we said before, it's what is inside that comes out and that's what the world would believe or that's what the world would see. So if you said to someone, God is love, would they believe? And maybe before them believing, would you believe that God is love? But if it was internal, coming from the inside and out, and we were in the healthy state that God desires for us, things begin to change. Amen? So that's my reference point today. I just want you looking inside of yourself and looking at what God sees when he sees you. So you're looking to be healthy and you're asking yourself, so what are these fruits of the spirit that this man is talking about? Um, and this fruit of the spirits are, they're more than just nine different ways to live a better life. Like we said, Paul and Silas were in prison. And what they did was lift up their voice and say, Lord, you are so good. God, you are kind. They lifted up above their situation that only comes from the inside. It will only come from the inside for things to look bad. And you say, but God is still good. Once you do that, I can say to you and to everyone, you're in a healthy place inside of God. Because only from that will I guarantee that when things are good, you're also going to look to the heavens and say, God, you're even gooder. English is English right now. It says the fruits of the Spirit are just more, they're more than just nine different ways to live a better life. It's more than that. So when you came to Christ, the Holy Spirit filled you and he began to produce this fruit inside of you. So the potential to birth this, it's inside of you. But this is what he does he does it. Because what he wants to do is convert you or change you into the healthiest form of Christian. And that is he sanctifies you and he makes you look more like Jesus. So the reason I'm having you look at these fruits this week and possibly going on is because the deeper question you're asking is, am I looking more like Jesus every single day? That's the healthiest form you can be in. Before you apply the the exercise, before you apply the diet change, before you apply other things, am I looking more like Jesus? It says, how, so how do they come about and what are they intended to do? We answer that the intention of the fruits of the spirit is to have you look more like Jesus. How they come about is we pursue God and we follow him with all of our hearts. And this is the point I really want to echo. People of God, this one you cannot finish. Unless you are pursuing him with your whole heart. The fruits, they might bubble, they might bud but whole heart is how the fruit begins to bear. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will continue to produce more and more fruit. Because like we said before, it's not enough just to like fruit, but we have to bear fruit. And inside of God it's not enough just to bear fruit, but we must bear much fruit. How else are we gonna feed every single person in this room? Part of the reason why I still have to do the prayer hands and the heart is because I don't have the capacity to give to everyone but if I was bearing much fruit maybe people can come because it's it's like a river of living water it's not coming from me the world didn't give it the world cannot take it away but right now I'm reduced to my capacity because I've not sought God how do I look healthy from the inside so one one person comes to you and immediately I'm drawing my boundary how are we going to reach the world at large only when we're bearing much fruit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that does it inside of us. John 15 verses five says this. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. We've been living for too long, like we are the vine. But he is the vine and we are the branches. And it says, whoever abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For outside of me, you can do nothing. So if we're to take these reference points and say, this is how I'm truly going to see if I'm healthy, then what I have to do is what? Abide. Turn to your neighbor and say, abide. 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 We're abiding inside of God. And that's the best way we can understand that this is how we're going to birth the fruit. Because outside of God, outside of Jesus, we can do absolutely nothing to make ourselves healthy Christians. Understand, that's what I'm talking about today, a healthy Christian. You can pursue health outside of Christ, but I can argue that maybe your true form won't be identified or accomplished. But if you want to pursue a healthy Christian, all of those other things come with it. That's why it says, I think it's Matthew 6, verses 33, it says, um, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. I'm not that kind of person, but I can honestly say, Maybe your physical aspect changes when all you're doing is you're focused on him. Because for so long, our external will say, don't just look at what's outside, but look at what others think of what's outside. And from that lens, you will always be skewed, trying to judge to see whether you're healthy or not. Because it's dependent on what someone says. Your muscle was good enough, till someone said, "Mm, bro, they grabbed your bicep and said, "Mm." And now, you think the progress you've made hasn't been made. But actually, if it was from the inside, it doesn't really matter what the external says. Is I know what's from the inside coming out. It took a level of patience, a level of faith, a level of self-control that the Holy Spirit birthed in me to accomplish what's on the outside. So, sorry, bro, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly where I'm what supposed to be. In that way, we're not caught in a cycle of living what we would deem to be an unhealthy lifestyle. So here's what will truly be taken home. In our pursuit of healthy Christian lives, remember your inner man. And remember that the Holy Spirit is what? The key. To live a healthy life on the outside, we start from inside. And the Holy Spirit is the key to that healthy lifestyle. Amen? Amen. So I'm giving us some practicalities to take away this week. Uh, Much like I tried with the Sabbath, that's what we're going to be doing every single week that we come. So there will be practicalities that are given to you. But I want us to look at every single practicality you may get for the next couple of weeks from the perspective of from the inside first, applied, and then outside. And that's where we begin to see a true manifestation of our healthy lives. So I say there's the fruits that you'll be getting. Like I said, God cannot be finessed. They are not a decision, but they're rather a result, an outcome, an outcome of knowing the Holy Spirit and knowing Jesus. So from looking on the inside, you can tell yourself where you are. And now just do these three things we're going to try for this week. Amen? So first one, if we get our phones, our iPads, our notepads, whatever we came with, we're just doing three things this week. First one is we're setting apart some intentional time in our every day for God. Setting apart intentional time in our every day for God. First Chronicles 16 verse 11, it says, Look to the Lord in his strength and seek his face always. So that's why we're taking that to the T. We're setting apart intentional time in our everyday for God. And here's what I want us to do. Once you've put that seed in the ground, leave it there. So we're not going to get to the end of the week and then check to see, oh, my fruit's here. It's the patience a bit more. Mm, The love, ah, have to restart again. No, leave the seed in the ground because if we go back to pick it up every time to see if it's germinated will be fruitless for a very long time. So that's what we're gonna do. The second one is we're feeding our inner man. Turn to someone and say, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Turn to the next one and say, I'm famished. <laughs> I famished, yeah. Someone said of passion. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna feed our inner man. Priority number two. So first one, we're setting apart intentional time. Second part, We are feeding our inner man. Philippians 4 verses 8 says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and are worthy of praise. So in your individual lives, you will know what that is. And you will know what to feed your inner man this week. And I know what it's going to look like. It's going to look like things of God and things that are aligned to these things. And once we've done that, then now we apply every external practicality there is. So maybe someone might be like me and we need to redo the Sabbath again. But... Apply it from the inside. Let's set intentional time for God and let's prioritise our inner man. And now let's try those external things. So this is your sign if you needed one to return back to the gym. But from the perspective of what? Inside out. This is your time if you needed it. Your sign to try that thing again. Learning whatever you were learning but this time from the perspective, inside and out. If you've tried a social media break, but TikTok has you by the throat, this is the sign to go again. To go again. If you've tried drawing boundaries and you haven't succeeded in doing that, this is the sign that you needed. But we're not doing it from the perspective of the external-internal, we're doing it from internal-external. So this is the sign that you need. We're looking at these reference points this week. We're going to take it into our lives and we're going to live a healthier lifestyle. Premised, birthed and based on God. Amen.